Alex is frozen. No, I'm just she's like, not frozen. No, so she's frozen. As... Her camera's working fine, but she's frozen. <laughs> I'm. Uh... Oh, she froze again. Somebody yeah. unplug Alex and plug her back in. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. <laughs> With the gods hot on their trail, the party splits up to best make their escape from Aberdeen. Bold and Solonar use some clever magics to evade detection, but in their haste, forgot the card. Now our adventurers are laying down for a night's sleep after trekking through the woods with snuffles in tow. But something strange stirs in the night air as Koza, Johannes, and Sonar once again project their minds into the past. You all had, well, Vote had taken the first watch, and as everyone else fell asleep, he noticed something strange and nebulous circling around all of your heads. There's something strange and nebulous, an aura circling around their heads. Oh. That if he looks directly at it, goes away, but he can see it out of the corner of his eye. I wonder if they've awoken to a life that is not their own. <laughs> but the three of you find yourselves in bodies that aren't your own, though you are aware of who you are and the history of the bodies in which you inhabit. You are also aware of the identities of your compatriots, who they are. And you find yourselves somewhere you don't recognize, but you do recognize that you're in a market square and that things around you are bustling. Your attention is brought to some familiar faces that are in somewhat separate groups, but you can see all of them very clearly. It's as if almost that they're highlighted against the rabble that surround them. I'm in the body of a wee lady. Who is that? Of a what? <laughs> You're in the body of a what? A wee lad. A wee lady. I'm 13. <laughs> I wear three pairs of socks because my shoes are two sizes too big. And I have an overcoat. Over an undercoat. I dress oh. in shades of different types of turquoises. And my name is Coys. What kind of disco Dickensian nightmare are you painting here? <laughs> disco Dickensian is my band name and also my aesthetic. How is it not Disconsian? Wow. All right, Chapman. What was the setting? What was it again? You're in a market square. Uh, market square. Uh, regardless, I am an absolutely hawked out dude uh, <laughs> wearing the tightest leather you've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. <laughs> Why? 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 Well, I, actually, the tightest leather pants. My shirt is like, like I want you to imagine. It's open and flowing. It's basically like. Oh, what's the name? Is it like a? Is it like a netted shirt? Like no, not not net shirt. It's like. 
Imagine who's the guy who's on the cover of all like the romance novels. It's basically like Fabio. Yeah, it's like Fabio. He's basically Fabio. Oh man, I was thinking it was Scott Steiner. <laughs> but, I'm disappointed but now. <laughs> Fabio, but uh, like John Cena, but just more muscle. Like, uh, for everybody listening who is not from Virginia, <laughs> one of our crowning achievements is that Fabio got hit in the face with a goose while riding a roller coaster down here and broke his nose. What was that, like 20 years ago? Yeah, it was. he was riding Apollo's chariot. What? Yeah, you didn't know that story a lot? No, of course. I had no idea. The roller coaster was like it went up and then it was coming down and a goose flew right into his face. And Oh, then he, my God. So he comes. So the, the ride stops and his face is just covered in blood. Oh, my God. <laughs> So everyone it, behind him in line is like it looks Whoa. like it looks like he got on the ride and then while he was on the ride he turned into a werewolf, killed a cow, <laughs> ate it, and then turned back into a man. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot fathom. I can't believe you didn't know that story. The goose hit him I, and he was like, I can't believe it's not butter. I'm so <laughs> glad I'm here for Elon hearing this story for the first time. I just like just the concept of a professional male model <laughs> going on a promotional roller coaster and having literally the most valuable asset i'm never riding a i'm never riding a roller coaster again if anyone's God. like i'm a big fan of quid pro roll i've got this promotional quid pro roller coaster you should all ride i am out i am hard passing i am sorry okay we got way off track but i'm shocked alon had never heard that story uh, so you are, so you basically look like pre-nose break Fabio. Oh, yeah. God, I just, just typed in Fabio Goose, and it's the first thing that comes up. I can't believe you didn't know this story. Take Fabio and mix a little Schwarzenegger in with it, in there. Good God, like, okay. Prime, prime Schwarzenegger. What do you, what and do you then, do for a living, my man? Uh, make out with is, me if you want is, to live. <laughs> what is, uh, what is Fabric? I'm trying to mix Fabio and Ul Ulrich together. <laughs> Fulrich. Fulrich, yeah. Okay, what does Fulrich do? Fulrich is a... Fulrich is a map maker. Interesting. A cartographer? A, a cartographer. cartographer. Yes. Um, so he's... And he actually if goes he, out... If he draws it wrong, he just moves the landmass back to where he drew oh, it in the first know it. place. Because he goes out there and he is the one creating these maps. I was going to say that Fulrich was one of the first people to start doing topographical maps in Virian. But the best way to do topographical maps is from the top of the nearest highest point. And so he just like is constantly climbing mountains and posing valiantly on top of them while he surveys his surroundings. I've got one other one other one to choose from. He makes his maps out of stone. He chisels the topographical thing into the... So he's a, actually a stone worker map maker. Hmm. Uh, I, I do like that addition. Yes. Yeah. Is he a dwarf? No, he's not a dwarf. He's actually an Asimar. Okay. Yeah, and he's got long flowing, like, crystalline hair. Yep. And, and so basically he, he goes out, he creates maps, finds lovers... Comes back and sells them in the market. But not the maps, not the lovers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, that's like a dark turn. Traveling with a all human right. trafficker. All right, uh, Solinar. You know, uh, all of those people who are uh, sorcerers who have ASMR heritage, like, 
80% of them are Fulric's descendants. Oh, gosh. God, please don't make a world where Ainine yeah. is potentially a descendant of this guy. <laughs> Fulric's, Fulric's brother is Pickle Rick. No. Please don't do that to my sweet girl. No. All right. Uh, this is the second Rick and Morton, Morty episode. Rick and Morton. Reference in two episodes. Rick and Morton salt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Solinar, but not Solinar. Um, I think Solinar is a tall, dark haired, kind of angular featured man. Um, he's very pale. He's not about the sunlight at all. Uh, his name is Alucard. And he's like, you guys are my greatest friends. So I just want to check real quick. Is Alucard one of Ulrich's lovers? <gasps> uh, yeah, I think I think absolutely. Okay, cool. I think I think there's an animal magnetism to Fulric, but the trouble is like the ASMR and vampires don't typically get along that well. So oh, it's there's a real like there's contention a, there, a real like yeah, a real dynamic of like they want to be together, but their fates make yeah. that impossible. It's improper. <laughs> Josh is Paula Abdul, and Chapman is uh, the cat in the Opposites Attract video. <laughs> Okay, but you guys still have your own consciousnesses inside your bodies, so if you guys want to interact, uh, that's totally fine. But please remember that you guys are primarily your own selves. Ah, so we are doing this again, I see. What a strange situation! Well, at least you get to look from roughly the same height you are in normally. I'm like a full foot and a half taller than usual, and I do not know what to do with all of this extra legs I have. <laughs> all of this extra legs I have. I'm a drider. A spider at least vampire. You're still to be short, short person. Look at me, I'm so tall. This body is a lot. Uh, yes, I see that. There's that body is kind of ridiculous. Very, very uh, boat esque. Uh, it feels nice though. <laughs> I could see how that might be the case. Hey, uh, Solnar, hang off my arm. I. Koza, uh, <laughs> as Fulric reaches out his arm, like to the side. I don't really want to, but I feel strangely compelled to all the same. Gabe looks about as horrified as I do. <laughs> do you hang upside down on it? No, no, no. Unless? No. No, 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 no. no. But on the contrary! <laughs> I wonder what we're supposed to do here. I can only assume that we are to witness something again. So, you see the familiar faces in the market square. You see the drow woman from last time and the tiefling man seeming to be having a vaguely... There's some kind of energy going on with that conversation that none of you are quite able to place. Uh, you see the black-haired woman... Nuclear. ...with a... carrying a badger standing next to a dire wolf having a conversation with the half-orc man you also see the veiled woman and the heroic looking man that was in the armor with the ponytail uh seeming to be browsing a market stall and also having a conversation 
there does not appear to be anything else of note going on. Well, let's see what our party has gotten themselves into this time. Who do you guys want to go to? I think Solonar would be most curious about the untrustworthy woman from the previous iteration, who I believe you said was Astrid. Yes. Same. So you all are going to go up to Astrid and Bernard, who are having some kind of weird conversation. Astrid sort of turns over to Bernard. So what was that about you never trusting me again or anything like that? I am not quite... I, I, I might have said something like that. Uh, I might... Uh, but who saved whose life? Who saved whose life? Was it, was it me? Was it me who saved your life? And you'd be dead if it wasn't for me? Do you remember? Yes, yes, Astrid. Thank you. I appreciate... You. Uh, you appreciate me. Uh, that came out wrong. That did not come out how I I am. Um. Oh, look over there. I, seems like Iris needs me. I'm going to do my best to go and deal with that. And you can do whatever it is that you're doing here that keeps you here. And I'm going to go over there. Let's go and go. Have a good one. Bye. I'm just going to bye. That man is very strange. Who am I talking to? Is there someone here? She kind of shrugs. What a strange person! Which one? What a strange peoples! <laughs> oh, we are ghosts from the future. <laughs> oh, As you guys are making that joke, you see a form similar to your own, yet... This one is immediately recognizable of Artemis standing in, in the crowd with you. Yes. Are you another ghost from the future? Hello, future ghost. Hello, Artemis. <laughs> Present. No, last time we were talking to or talking to each other about this group, it was many years ago. Yes. I do not understand why sometimes when I am talking, I have this need to make dramatic pauses as my voice lowers and raises. She just sort of blinks at you. It is a strange situation. Anyway, what what are you doing here? Guide. A guide for us? Yes. Yay! Did you bring banana? Unable. Well, then. Questions? It it seems as if we are supposed to be seeing things while we are here. Is that correct? Yes. What should we look for? <sighs> Reasons. Well, it seems that this group that came before has uh, some problems within that perhaps we should be investigating a little more fully. Traitor. A traitor among you, you treat <laughs> over my own tongue. A traitor among them, you say. Your tongue is such a traitor. I can scarcely believe the concept myself, although that would explain their imminent failure. 
Do you think it's the one with all the packs? Do you think he's the traitor? Well, I know the group at large seemed very suspicious of this Astrid woman. Because she's Barosian. She's not Barosian. Yes, yes, she is. She is from my no, divorce she's empire. She's not Barosian. She's from the Underdark. No, last time we saw her fighting, she was raising the dead. I believe that was a large part of it. Oh. Well, let's let's go listen to, like, we apparently are here to do all of the eavesdropping. Blah, blah. <laughs> so do you want to go to the veiled woman and the heroic looking man or the lady with the gaggle of animals and the half orc? Where does Artemis seem to guide us? Artemis is just kind of standing. She looks, she's looking at all of them, and you can see that she looks kind of sad. Perhaps it would be best if we split our group so that we may listen to all at once and then rejoin to share our juicy, juicy information. That sounds like a good idea, but for some reason... I don't want to leave your side. There is something about your form that I find wildly appealing. But no, Koza, that we are but friends. Of course. I'll go watch over here. (laughs) Can y'all tell me who's going where so I can get rid of this creepy chill going down my spine? Right after, right after Chapman said, of course, Gabe reached forward and just gently caressed the side of the camera. I know. I'm there. I was watching it happen. It's part of why I feel so creeped out. Yeah, All I'm right, going so I'm to walk over here and see what this... <clears throat> oh, sorry. I'm going to walk over here and see what they're saying over here. Why does he sound like Beetlejuice? I had a frog in my throat. He ate some cigarettes in the last few minutes. (laughs) He gargled the cigarettes. This this is called realizing you can't do a voice that high-pitched and squeaky, but for so long before you hate yourself physically. No, it's it's more so the knowledge that that voice is probably going to wear on our listeners. (laughs) I can can live in that register. (laughs) All right, so we're going to have... Solinar go with Johannes and Koza go with Artemis? Question mark. Yes. Uh, wait. Or are you two staying together? Because I'm going to tell nope. you right now, leaving Artemis and Johannes to go investigate something by themselves will result in no accurate information. Don't, don't the separate the lovers. Ouch. Don't be cruel. Yeah, we've Brutal. already determined that Alucard and wow. Ulrich can't leave each other's side. So okay. this adds a whole new dimension <laughs> to when we run into Alucard in the future. Like. Did did they I'm break glad up? We're did, doing this. Did to something add happen? Everything. Did something happen to Fulric? Does well, does yeah, Alucard? Years. I know, uh, but, but he's he's an. Don't Asmars live long long lives? They do live very Asmars. long. Asmars. How do you say that? I don't even know. I, I say Asmar. I've always said Ozamar. Her world, her rules. I'm I'm going to walk over here. That's be right here. So where are you going to go, Johannes, versus where is Solinar and Kosa going to go? To which group? There are no, two I think left. we've kind of had that moment where we are like, we can't leave each other's sides, but we must. So I think we go in separate directions. I'm, oh, I'm just think- going to let you guys duke it out with each other then. 
Y'all figure out who goes where. You think that is how that's going to... Okay, all right. Yeah, because uh, how else are we supposed to have a moment where we stare longingly into each other's eyes as we walk away from each other? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, that's yeah. 100%. Uh, okay, so the look on Alex's face is priceless. Um, so I think Solinar would be most interested in hearing what Elmain is talking about. So are you going with Johannes or are you going with Artemis? I mean, is, uh, the better question is, is Johannes coming with me or is Artemis coming with me? Alon, do you want to go check out the Elmain thing or the Irish or Iris thing? I'm going to see what these Irish folk have to say about this whole situation. <laughs> All right, fantastic. So it's going to be Koza and Johannes and Solonard Artemis. Got it. Uh, that ship name is Solonardimus. It's It basically makes itself. <laughs> Solonardimus? That's yeah. a lot of syllables. It's better than Artemis Solonar. <laughs> I mean, true. <laughs> I don't know. Art and soul sounds pretty great. Whoa. 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 Soul Guys, art. I'm I'm literally a professional fangirl. I know how to dance this dance. Um, actually, wow, yeah, that's literally my job. Good God. Okay. Anyway, after that existential crisis has passed, uh, Solonar and Artemis are going to walk over to Aaron and Elmain, whereas the other two are going to go to this uh, woman with her gaggle of animals and the half orc. So, Koza, Johannes. As you guys walk up to this woman with whole, snuggling on her badger next to her dire wolf, she's like, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't, he, he, he isn't noticing me like that, I don't think. I mean, have you noticed something? Have you seen something? I mean, I don't think I, don't know, I don't know what to say. I, was, I think you need to come out and tell him what you think and how you're feeling. And I think it'll be fine. It'll be great. He could admire your boldness. I I don't know. I mean, it's he spends a lot of time with Elmain, don't you think? Well, they started this whole journey. No reason why they shouldn't spend time together. There are first and second in command, though I, I'm not sure who's first in that situation. I, I don't know. It, I just don't know if he's noticing me the same way he notices Elmain. Moving over to Solonar. So you're going to follow Elmain and the heroic looking guy, only for Elmain to stop and seemingly turn and look directly at you. You fine? Yeah, I'm all right. I just, I thought I saw someone. Someone we know, something important. He kind of like looks around and is trying to like match where her eyes are. No, just someone. It's not important. The pendant's been kind of quiet, so that means we're either going in the wrong direction or the right direction, and I'm not sure which one it is. Well, it's not like we have any particular place to go. We just have to find and seal what we're finding and sealing. He kind of, like, looks suspiciously around. Not that we're doing anything, you know, magical or heroic or adventurous in any way, just in case anybody was listening in and thought that we were going to be doing something heroic or adventurous. Or, And Elmy kind of like laughs and she turns and she's like, Aaron, I don't think, I don't think anybody is listening in on us right now. I think we're fine. Little do they know. 
Well, I mean, it's, it's important, especially with Emberlin on her trail. I don't know if she's got anybody around, if she's got... And also, Astrid has... I don't know, I think she's sincere. I, I really think she's on our side now. Truthfully, I do too. But... I don't know, I can't... I can't shake this feeling that something bad is going to happen. At that moment, the things around you sort of dim and swirl, only to find you all wake, woken up on the ground right by the river in Aberdeen, staring up at the star-laden sky. Vote, you will notice that the nebulous aura around all of them has dissipated. Fantastic. I guess that means that my shift is up. What a beautiful sky! Uh, how long have we been asleep and how rested do we feel? You guys have all been asleep about four hours. That was a long shift. I thought we were just doing like two or three. Just been that's, sitting here by myself till five in the morning. That that's that was supposed to be the plan. Um, did you try to wake me? Uh, yes, you all were in some sort of uh, torpor. I couldn't wake you. Oh. We did the we did the weird time travel vision thing again. Did you set right that which once went wrong? No, we didn't. We still couldn't interact with anything. Were you but, anybody cool? Uh, you. I was a weird vampire dude. I'm gonna tell you right now. It was the same guy who we got our vegetables from. Boat. Also, Koza was super cool. I felt so. Good about myself. <laughs> Sol- Solinar like hesitantly looks at Koza, and when he doesn't get the dokies, he's like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> well, I can understand that, Koza. Muscles make the man. Well, Koza, if you really want to like bulk up, then that's that's something we can arrange. Like, we're gonna be on the road for a long time. There's lots of opportunity for physical training. <laughs> Yeah, you two can spend some time together doing some physical training. I'm sure Solidar could show you a few things. Well, I know basically nothing about bulking up, but that, look, we're getting off point. Uh, <laughs> we went, we went, we did one of the vision things with the back in time, and Artemis was there, and she said that we were supposed to something about reasons. Uh, that's what we were there for. Was she like there, there, or was she just like? Like, Artemis from here projecting into there. I think she was Artemis from here projecting into there because she seemed to know who we were. Okay, well, that's interesting. I was wondering if she, she was an older woman. I mean, if her relationship with time is a weird one, then that could just generally be the case. I Look, man, I don't know. I'm not I, blame the, I blame the time dragons for all this. I'm not cut out for all of this, like, looking back in the past, but being in someone else's body. Like, this stuff's too weird. Uh, all right. Well, do you guys mind if I maybe at least get a couple of hours sleep? Uh, no, but before you do, we should probably go over what we learned. So, uh, Elmain and, oh, I don't remember his name. 
He's some dude. He's some dude that's part of their party. He's like their leader. He's either him or Elmain. Is the... I don't know. They, they seem to be largely in charge. So the two of them were talking, and they seem to trust Astrid, who was the necromancer lady we saw last time. And on top of that, uh, that I... What... Oh, it's it's like it's like trying to hold water with your hands. This is awful. What did you guys experience? I don't remember any of their names, but they were like, "Oh, do you think he notices me?" And the other was like, "Oh, totally. You should you should definitely go up to him and be like, you're you're good looking, and I like you." And then it was all like. Oh, I don't know about all that. It seems like they're interested in other people. It was like, it was pretty much how everybody talks when uh, when they when they're like, "I love that person," in at lunch. You were in a suburban high school. <laughs> no. I was, yeah, I was about to say that pretty stuff much. is so like, when I was like twenty four, like that's that's when I was getting into those sorts of goofy shenanigans. Johannes's recollection is accurate. Um, at least from what he described, they did question who they could trust. And then they're like, they're they're all like, they're like, oh, don't worry, nobody could ever be watching us. And Koza and I looked at each other. And we were like, oh, we're watching right now. One did seem to to notice a presence, but couldn't see us it was strange god we're gonna start a thing now where when anybody feels like they're not quite alone or had that like weird supernatural sort of feeling they're gonna be like no someone from the future is watching me that means i failed my ultimate quest (laughs) (laughs) and they must learn from my mistakes all right so we're quantum leaping and artemis is like al (laughs) (laughs) altimus There was Oof. there was one other conversation that all three of us were there for, and I'm I am struggling for the life of me to remember what it was about. The whole thing is so trippy; it's kind of hard to keep track of a lot of detail. Did either of you pick up any details on that one? Anything at all? I remember changing my voice because if somebody were to be future listening into us, future listening in unto them that I wanted to make sure that they could understand and appreciate uh, the things I was saying without being distracted. I much prefer the idea that you just rapidly went through puberty in the middle of this kid's life. <laughs> like, just one day, all of puberty hit him at once. 13 to 14 is a difficult year for any person. Uh, <laughs> Please, sir, some more! <laughs> <laughs> I myself went through three different pairs of gauntlets. My knuckles swelled up at that age. Yeah, I like the idea that the thing that grew with Johannes was his knuckles. A lot of water weight in those knuckles. They used to call me uh, Knuck Tuck because I tucked my knuckles away into my gloves. Well, children can be cruel. Uh, You store store water in there like a camel. Mm Mm-hmm. I wish I could remember more, Boat. I really do. I'd hate that experience so much, but to not get anything valuable out of it. Oh, oh, that's one thing. Elmain felt like something was going to go really wrong. And uh, 
given that we are B team, I think something went really wrong. Oh yeah, and it was because uh, the the ta- the dr- dragon pendant and Johannes like pulls around in his shirt and grabs it, pulls it out, and he's like, it stopped talking to her. It wouldn't say anything. She was like, hello, hello, on the phone, the dragon phone, and the and the none of the none of the dragon priests said anything. They were quiet. So <laughs> maybe they had themselves on mute. And and Elmay was like, "You're on mute. You, you click the button." And they just kept talking without clicking the button. So as you guys wrap up this conversation, and Boat finally gets the shut eye of which he is so entitled. Um, it's probably about. I would say you guys would probably start moving around eight in the morning. So I get three hours of sleep. Yes. Mm. They can flop you on on. Snuffles and let you. Not or you can cart. sleep in the cart. Oh, wait. <laughs> like yeah. like a U.S. marshal went across the Montana territory <laughs> to capture me <laughs> and is taking me back to the nearest town for a bounty. You're a wanted <laughs> man, boat. Well, in fairness, all of you are wanted men now. But I'm wanted? my name is Dog, the Big Bear Dog. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I would love for there to be a werewolf bounty hunter in Fifth Edition. Who is Dog the Bounty Hunter? <laughs> it's going to take you guys a few hours, but you will eventually reach the town of Aisling Glen. Aisling Glen is a small town known for a tight knit community and horse breeding. The wide open area surrounding the town is ideal for training horses, and many of the breeds found in the Ilarian cavalry can trace their lineage to Aisling Glen if they weren't born there outright. Is there a saying like fast as an Aisling Glen horse? <laughs> there is not. But you notice an inn, a tavern, a general store, and it looks like one or two uh, vendors have set up stalls to sell some of their horses. Ah. Boat. I, I, th- it just came to me. It was like it was like a, a dove through an open window at night. Uh, I remembered the first conversation we had in our weird dream thing. It was Astrid and uh, the dude with the British accent. And they were talking, and Astrid had saved his life. That's what it was. What's a British accent? Yes. <laughs> his ha- his mind must still be scrambled from the dream is, fugue state. Is Talarian the word you search for? Yes. I'm, unfam- I'm unfamiliar with that dialect. <laughs> <laughs> After Solinar's memory epiphany, you guys wander into the town proper of Aisling Glen. It smells of horse. (laughs) Very strongly of horse. Great. (laughs) Oh, man, I wish I had some scented perfumes right about now. You do notice that next to a couple of the stalls is a large are large chalkboard slates that have prices written on them. Let's see what the price is of a thing around here. Grade one, 400 gold. Uh, yeah, two, I think you're talking about beef. <laughs> <laughs> no. Grade two, 75 gold. Grade three, 50 gold. Ponies, 30 gold. Discount, 8 gold. Special on riding equipment. Is there a discount ponies that are 4 gold? <laughs> It moves like a worm. Oh my god. 
Oh no! Why? She's done. It's a it's a counter party. Oh, she's dying. This is. They have no more oxygen left. Oh no! Oh, she's gone. Why does Gabe have a legless horse? <laughs> Here's my discount pony. It has no head. A discount pony with no legs. That's lame. <laughs> we put this puppy in front of the barn. It's named Matt. <laughs> we let this pony go down to the lake to try to catch some fish since it has no legs and we call it Bob. I would think a pony with no legs would be called Elmer. If you pull this pony uh, behind, behind, because it can't pull the cart, but the cart can pull it, and then we call it Skip. <laughs> okay. okay, guys, I'm fine. I'm fine. We call this one Beanbag. <laughs> he does nothing but eats beans. <laughs> he eats beans and he toots. He's a rootin' tootin' pony! <laughs> He's no legs! Belt. He's got no legs! <laughs> Feed that pony <laughs> some beans! Stop! <laughs> okay. Get some beans in that legless discount pony. <laughs> imagine if the discount imagine if the discount no leg pony was actually a centaur. Oh no! <laughs> the torso of a human and the legs of a nothing! <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, let Alex recover. Let Alex recover. I'm gonna go up to this. I'm gonna go up to this uh, shopkeeper, Alex. This uh, store, the vendor here. Hello, what can I do you for, friend? Discount legless ponies, please. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I knew exactly what you were going to do. <laughs> there is no discount legless ponies <laughs> this far. Uh, let's just, for the record. I was just asking about discount ponies, maybe with like their tongue hanging out or one eye further away from the other one. I wasn't talking about legless ponies. Well, good news, friend. We've got one pony that has all of the traits you've mentioned. Legless, one eye drifting. Come on down to Crazy Tony's legless pony. I got ponies with one legs. I got ponies with two legs. I got ponies with three legs. Only thing we don't got is ponies with four legs. I'm Crazy Tony. Some people call me crazy, but I call myself Tony. And don't, just remember, friends, crazy Crazy Tony got the crazy ponies. <laughs> I would just like to clarify, I asked earlier why Gabe has a legless horse. Gabe does not have a legless horse. He pulled the head out of a horse bobblehead, and it looks an awful lot like a legless horse, which is weird. I was very impressed by your prop preparation. That's Gabe good has problem props solving. for everything. He's, he's pretty much just carrot top, but actually talented. Okay. You ready, Alex? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm ready. I'm prepared. Discount right. legless ponies, please. <laughs> Stop! I'm in so much pain! My abs! Please make crazy uh, Those ponies are in pain as well. Look at them. They got no legs. What was that? What was that, Brandon? Please make crazy Tony a cannon. Yeah, no, this guy's name is Tony now. That's That's confirmed. I imagine that his biggest customer is like a necromancer who's been grafting different kinds of legs onto these ponies. Yeah, just putting spider legs on his ponies. <laughs> no! 
there's, there's, a pony. there's an eight spider leg. How pony. dare you make me think of that? There's the scuttling. A, there's a pony out there that's uh, got Komodo dragon legs, and it looks <laughs> it looks like a lizard dachshund. <laughs> Gabe is so excited for this. There's a pony that has just like four fish tails where its legs would be. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That's oh, terrible. that is a heavy, heavily discounted pony. Do you right. need ponies with parts of different animals? Come on down to Crazy Tony's Discount Ponies. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So you walk up to Tony. Uh, so. I see that you have various uh, things marked here on your price sign. What is the difference between each thing besides the price? The quality of the horse. Uh, Mm -hmm. We have several Alarian breeds and some exotic breeds as well. uh, Various horses, some of different training levels. Uh, We also sell like mules and ponies, which might be a little bit closer to your stature, my friend. Uh, we're also doing a special on equipment. Saddle, bridle, saddlebags, and 10 days of feed for a special. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the different types of horses? Is there, is there defining personality traits that set them apart? We have horses of every type, my friend. Uh, he sort of gestures, if you want to go back out into the field, you can see some of them. They'll each have a lanyard around their neck of a different color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely I'll go and do that. And since we'll be able to go into more uh, in depth on it uh, for uh, at a future time during a Alarian archive, where you can find out all about the different horse breeds. I also have dog breeds written if you're curious. Yeah, uh, she's holding up her journal. It's got all these lists. Wow, this is so cool. Look at all these horses. Oh, Snuffles, you must be all all chopped. Snuffles is kind of like looking around and sort of preening herself so that she is the top quality horse. Well, of course she is. She's won a jousting tournament. As you are looking at the hor- at the horses, there is a squat, round pony with a very long and lustrous mane and tail that comes tottering up to Johannes. Oh my gosh, look, you have all your legs. It does have all its legs. It, it sniffs at Johannes's hands for snacks. Hmm, let's see, what have I got here? I have, oh my gosh, I had everything in the cot. You have to have some jerky or something. Oh, no, no, wait, I've got, I've got some cotton candy wigs still left over. <laughs> the uh, pony excitedly munches upon it. You can't really see its eyes because it's got that whole, like, shaggy dog thing going on with its mane in the front. Um, but I cannot emphasize enough how chubby and friendly looking and cute this pony is. Solonar Koza Boat, I'm assuming that you guys have followed him into the pony pasture. Uh can yeah. You, can you run that can you run that pricing sheet by me one more time? Uh grade one is four hundred gold. Grade two is seventy-five. Grade three is fifty. Ponies are thirty, and discount or mules are eight gold. Uh, before we head back to the pasture, Solonar is going to stop at the horse merchant and be like, what is the, um, what's, do you guys do carts or anything like that here in Glen Aisling or? In Aisling Glen? Yes, friend. We do have, uh, so there's a farm goods store not terribly far and anything you can't find there, you can find at the general store. Um, it's the hitching post trading post. Um, you can get any th- kinds of things. Though I will tell you, friend, if you're looking for riding equipment, you won't do better than our special. 
Well, certainly. I just when when uh, you might have been able to tell, but we we get around. We're traveling, you know, companions, and um, we need somewhere to keep all of our stuff. And something happened to our most recent vehicle for keeping all of our stuff. Sounds like you shouldn't rely on a vehicle. Sounds like you need some quality horses and some good saddlebags. Better for the man on the go. Oh, spoken like a true salesman. Yes, but also, like, we, we tend to have stuff that's too big for horses to carry on their own. And so, you know, you need, like, something with wheels to carry all the stuff with. I, you know your business better than I would, friend, but just just speaking for peace. Well, I, I appreciate the information. Uh, I, I will, in fact, go and survey your many horses. Thank you. Of course. He, like, walks over to Koza. Does he say of course or does he say of horse? <laughs> <laughs> he walks over to Koza, kind of pats him on the chest and is like, so what would you be looking for in a horse, my friend? Uh, just that it can carry me and, and my few belongings. Sounds like you are a man of simple needs. Any of the horses with a green lanyard should be in your price range and can do just that for you. Uh, okay. He walks over to Boat and is like, sounds like it seems like a man of your stature would need something closer to a war horse. Yeah, that's what they say. I got the heart of a war horse about me. But uh, I'll tell you what, Tony, what uh, what would we be looking at if I wanted to get uh, maybe not necessarily uh, a steed here because I've got snuffles over there. But uh, what if I wanted to get some gear for my friend? Uh, are you talking about riding equipment? Uh, I mean, would like, do you have saddlebags or anything like that? Yes, sir, we do. Bridles are two, saddles are ten, saddlebags are four a pop. Uh, feed is, I can, I'll charge you five copper per day of horse rations. I don't know, Tony, those prices don't sound crazy enough for me. Well, we're currently doing our special. Uh, it's mm -hmm. got a bridle, a saddle, a saddlebag, and ten days worth of feed for fifteen gold. Tell you what. Uh, how about if I give you thirteen and I'll give you my autograph? Because, you know, I am... Charles Gravyboat Barnes, two-time world champion. I like the cut of your jib, friend, but 14's the lowest I can do. All right, you got a deal, Tony, though. I think you need to work on making your prices a little bit crazier. All right, <laughs> so sacrifice... Sacrifice, I'm playing too much I'll magic. burn it with incense. <laughs> uh, subtract 14 gold from your inventory and add in a saddlebag, 10 days of feed... A basic saddle and a bridle. All right, I'd I'm love if Tony would do some more. It might behoove you to buy a horse. <laughs> do you want to play crazy, Tony? You are better at the horse puns than I. I'm really only just coming in on the tail end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it depends on who you really want to be the main event. It sounds like you feel really saddled with this responsibility. <laughs> Whoa, let's stop right now. Hey. I was enjoying that. I'm uh, appreciating everybody's unbridled opinions. I was just along for the ride. All right, what am, what am I adding to my inventory? A saddle? And some uh, sacrificial materials. A bridle, yeah. a saddle, a saddlebag, and 10 days of feed. Saddlebag, bridle, 10 days feed. Some people call him crazy, but he calls himself Tony. So... Is there anything in particular you guys would be looking for in horses? Or did you want to head over to the tavern, the inn, the general store, or somewhere else? 
I would like to go to the place where he said we could get a cart or a wagon. Okay. Solar, Johannes, Kozo? Do I see any horses that catch my attention? What would catch your attention in a horse, Koza? Um, just a nice personality. <laughs> Sparkling eye, likes Thai food. Long, long trots on the beach. Uh, I guess that that's... <laughs> uh. So you do, you do see uh, one horse that will grab your eye. Unlike the other horses, its With coat... Its, teeth. its coat is curly. It looks almost woolen. Okay. Are, are, is this a real thing? Horses with curly hair? Yes, absolutely. It's a mammoth horse. <laughs> <laughs> Mammoths were not curly, love. Are there such thing as as? Uh, now hear me out. Now, like <laughs> a diorama in this world. Possibly, you would not be able to buy it at the horse store. But if that is the thing that Chapman is trying to subtly say he wants as a mount, I can make that work. I'm just saying, like it just popped into my mind, and boy, oh boy, would I love to be riding a giant goat. Okay, <laughs> is this you're the kidding? I feel like a giant goat really fits Koza too. Yeah, and I feel like there's a lot more option for like vertical movement with a goat, which would be very cool. <laughs> Goats can fly. <laughs> goats can. Goats are like you guys are climbing a mountain. Nikosa is just like lounging on his goat as his goat like miraculously climbs completely vertical. There's an old man who's just like, yeah, that'll happen when goats fly. Oh my god! All right, Solinar, is there something you'd be looking for in a horse? I didn't know today this was the horse episode. I would have. I would have put some horse thoughts together. I think uh, Solinar's taste in horses tends to run uh, a brown medium and rare brown, <laughs> <laughs> brown and black which I think is called a bay uh, I think they call them brown, old bays if it's got a brown coat and black mane and tail that's a bay yes so B-A-E. I think, I think B-A-Y I think Solonar <laughs> would be looking for bay and then also <laughs> hey and then they eat hay. He he would want a horse that's like relatively unassuming but swift. Swift. All of you look out into the vast expanse of these horses, seeing horses of every size, shape, and color. Almost every horse you could describe to yourselves. You look out in a vast field of horses. So many horses, so many different shapes and sizes that it almost catches you off guard when a giant goat headbutts one out of the way. the episode guys all right let's have a bunch of the goats playing like soccer with one of the legless ponies (laughs) why